0: Across the Skagerrak to Oslo came the first British officers to receive the surrender of those Germans still in Norway. Obes Karsch of the Wehrmacht meets British Air Commodore Darrow. meet old comrades, members of Norway's underground army. And the citizens of Oslo, as those of every other liberated country, went mad with joy to be rid at last of the German invader. Norwegian flags reappeared from every window, until late into the night the people danced and celebrated in the streets. Air Commodore Daryl decorates a woman patriot of Oslo. The pent-up emotions of five years now break their bounds. Norway again belongs to Norway. Norway is free. Welcome to the underworld.
1: I love America. It's been my home
2: all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings.
3: I love America. It's been my home all my life. If you don't know, the, don't past, know the past, you're only you're
1: doomed, doomed to repeat it. it. Welcome to Public Access America. This is your history. This is your this country. country. This is, America. This is America. America. Join us in listening to some of history's America's best speeches. Created by Codes Productions.
3: Go back in Go time, back in with, time us, with us
1: right now. Right now. I Public Access America. Hundreds of thousands of people in automobile accidents get hurt a lot worse and a lot more often than they should. Seatbelts prevent injuries. Like the 24,000 motorists who die every year in automobile accidents, this patient, too, will die, and unnecessarily. Seatbelts save lives. He was driving through town a few minutes ago. He was thrown from his car. A seatbelt would have saved his life. This is not a point of argument. It's a matter of fact. Scientific research both in the laboratory and on the highway proves this. The seatbelt is the most effective single item of protective automotive equipment immediately available to prevent injuries, save lives. Install seatbelts in your family car. Prevent injuries, save lives. Don't waste any more time.
2: sausages confiscated from German military stores, a treat for Norwegian children whose land for five long years had been occupied and systematically pillaged by the Germans. But now Norway celebrates its Independence Day. 25,000 schoolchildren march with flags and serenade Prince Olaf as he waves from the balcony. Norway, one of the United Nations, and a country that refused to bow to German domination, now holds her rightful place again among free peoples. P. Davies, special presidential emissary to London, returns to the White House to report to President Truman. And just back from Moscow is Special Representative Harry Hopkins, who had been charged with vital discussions in the Russian capital. Following talks with Truman and Chief of Staff Admiral Leahy, it was announced that plans for the forthcoming meeting of Truman, Churchill, and Stalin have been made. Here will be settled, frankly and openly, mutual problems arising from the end of the war in Europe. To Marshal Zhukov's headquarters in the fallen capital of Germany come Supreme Allied Commander Eisenhower and Field Marshal Montgomery. With Nazi Germany dead, the military representatives of four United Nations meet to form an occupational administration. Marshal Zhukov, deputy of Stalin and conqueror of Berlin, reads the terms of the Allied Control Commission, previously agreed upon. For the Russians, Zhukov signs the document, which will establish a stern but just government in Germany. Montgomery signs for Britain. General Eisenhower signs for the United States. General de Lattre de Tassini represents France. Hitler and the monster state he created have been wiped out. Guided by free men and just rule, Germany faces a long period of occupation and reconstruction. In the victorious Battle of Burma, a British amphibious assault strikes for the recapture of Rangoon. In an invasion from the south, Lord Mountbatten's forces carry through the largest combined operation in Asia. As British troops move inland through monsoon mud, the Royal Air Force hits Japanese escape boats. Japanese are right in the path of invasion craft. Clinging to life preservers, they are taken aboard a live vessel. Blindfolded for security, prisoners are checked by intelligence officers and then transferred to internment ashore. Simultaneously, parachute troops invade from the sky in the second phase of the Rangoon attack. They seized and silenced enemy flank positions. great Rangoon Harbor is captured undamaged as the enemy flees. Crowds hail the triumphal return of British troops to Burma's capital, marking the virtual end of the bitter struggle for Burma. New York City, aided by trucks of the Department of Sanitation, citizens of the nation's largest city join in a major campaign to collect used clothing for needy war victims. To save time, apartment house families are asked to send their contributions down direct. School children gather up the bundles and speed them to waiting trucks. The generous response by civilian families who know of the need for warm clothing in Axis-ravaged nations makes possible a large collection in record-breaking time. The trucks go off to Waterside depots where the clothes are sorted, cleaned, and baled for shipment. The entire operation is under the sponsorship of UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Rehabilitation Administration. On board the Swedish ship Gripsholm, veteran of many Red Cross missions throughout the war, the clothing is loaded to be sent to critical areas designated by UNRWA. Thousands of tons for the relief of suffering sister nations. General of the Army Dwight D. Eisenhower, Supreme Commander of Allied Expeditionary Forces, is cheered by throngs of Londoners in a triumphant reception to the man who led millions of Allied troops to victory in Europe. General Eisenhower is granted the freedom of the city and is presented with a ceremonial sword. In Paris, at the Arc de Triomphe, General Eisenhower received the tribute of the French people and government. General de Gaulle decorates him with the Medal of Liberation The American general honors the memory of France's unknown soldier, as all of liberated Europe honors the men of many nations who marched to victory under his command. Home again after a transatlantic flight, General Eisenhower is greeted by his wife and by a million of his countrymen at Washington. In an army jeep, America's returning hero begins a tour through the capital city. Winning the highest praise of all of the United Nations for his brilliant military achievements, General Eisenhower now received the heartfelt tribute of the United States. front of the Capitol building, wounded veterans of the European War are saluted by their commander. His car slows down and the General shakes hands with a few of the many who helped bring victory over Germany. session of the United States Congress, General Eisenhower is escorted to the stand with full honors. He brings a message from the soldiers of his command.
0: The soldier knows
2: how grim and black
0: was the outlook for the Allies in 1941 and 1942. He is fully aware of the magnificent way the United Nations responded to the threat. To his mind, the problems of peace can be no more difficult than the one you had to solve more than three years ago, and which in one battle area has been brought to a glorious conclusion. He knows that in war, the threat of separate annihilation tends to hold allies together. He hopes we can find in peace a nobler incentive to produce the same unity. These were among the last enemy strongholds to fall to the allies. Bremen, great German port, suffered much from bombing. In her harbor, thousands of tons of shipping were destroyed. The Europa somehow survived continuous attack, but her sister ship, the Bremen, was burned, overturned, sank. La Rochelle suffered less obvious damage, but the welcome the people gave their own French soldiers was as joyful and enthusiastic as in every town relieved from German occupation. Prisoners are brought in and any collaborators. These cars, made secretly, are brought out of hiding to join the victory parade through the town. Further north, the U-boat base of San Nazaire lies in ruins. The railway station, battered, deserted. The Germans had erected concrete barriers and roadblocks. They were useless. Six-ton bombs blasted these concrete pens that could shelter 50 U-boats at a time. Now they are empty. The great garrison is captured, The Germans are prisoners. Lorient, another French port, now back in French hands. But its buildings are half ruined, its harbor wrecked. Its assembly plants and repair sheds useless. This is the wreckage the Germans have spread across Europe. Dunkirk. A devastated city strewn still with 50,000 mines. Dunkirk, a name that recalls heroic action. Here the Germans tried to conceal U-boat pens under the sign of the Red Cross. British ships sailed from England to bring freedom to the Channel Islands. Off the coast, the destroyer Bulldog anchored near to the German minesweeper, from which came a representative of the German command. Major General Heine was instructed that only unconditional surrender would be accepted. Within a few minutes he signed. The German flag is removed. The British white ensign flies in its place. After nearly five years of occupation, the Channel Islands are free. Union Jack flies again over the only part of the British Isles ever to be occupied by the enemy. The Germans had fortified the Channel Islands as strongly as any place in Europe. Masses of equipment are surrendered, stores, guns, arms of every kind. General Heiner leaves his headquarters for the last time. And Vice Admiral Huffmeyer, the German commander-in-chief, leaves the island to become a British prisoner of war. The joy of the freed peoples of the Channel Islands was intense. To the liberating soldiers too, the day was one of rejoicing. With the end of the war, one of the top British war secrets is now revealed. The secret of the oil and gasoline pipeline that fed the vast mechanized force across the Channel. To begin with, the pipeline ran from Liverpool to the Channel Coast. But when the invasion was planned, it was realized something far larger was necessary if fuel was to arrive on the continent swiftly enough and in sufficient quantities. The first experiment was with a lead cable, seven and one half centimeters in diameter. It was covered with tar, and then with wire, and then with a second coating of tar. It was sunk in the Bristol Channel for a test. But for Normandy, it was not lead It was steel they used. Six-meter lengths of steel pipe were welded together. Now each pipe is a thousand meters long. It is as flexible as rubber. It is turned on giant reels. This is steel piping, which is not swept away by tides and which resists the corrosive effect of salt water with the invading armies these ships went and from the enormous reels wound out the pipe into the sea from england all the way to france invasion And behind the troops, behind the trucks, the jeeps, the tanks, the half-tracks, came the fuel, the oil and gasoline. And so, no matter how far they drove, there was never a fuel shortage for the Allied armies. Each of these drums weighed 1,600 tons and carried 70 miles of pipe. They were made hollow for buoyancy. France, across Belgium and back near Dover in what seemed to be golf clubs, ice cream factories and innocent seaside villas, all camouflaged against German air attacks, were the pumping stations. The pumps worked, pumping the lifeblood of the armies from the great British system into the new system in liberated Europe. Guarded against sabotage, the flow never stopped. Neither did the armies. With such a vast supply system behind them, the final defeat of the Wehrmacht was, from the first, inevitable.
3: Company jar codes on Twitter or Facebook and find all new episodes posted every day. Oh, that's cool. I don't care nothing about no planes, but I gotta hear the latest episode of Public Access America now. Oh, watch the bomb. You can even go to their YouTube channel at Public Access America and find great videos from our time. It's so cool. Go check out Public Access America.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems.